Hey, everybody, letting your freak flag fly. Do it with us here on Hotline Monday for uh, today's the 14th of November 2016. I'm Scott Johnson with uh, Justin Robert Young, all the way from Austin, Texas. Yeah. What the hell are you doing down there? What's going on down there? Oh, combination of things. You know, I, I had a wedding over the weekend down here. Yeah. Uh, and normally whenever, and especially with, like, Go Game stuff, I would always try to, like, get some live in, in-studio content Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with Brian, so uh, we tried to tack on one episode of Night Attack, and we were so pleased with our ability to do that that we decided to tack on two episodes and 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 change my flight within 24 hours uh, to to come out here early. Wow! Uh, so we could do a live episode last week after the election. Uh, so that's why America's healed. Uh, <laughs> uh, in case you were wondering, you're welcome. Yeah, I was wondering what that that salve feeling that immediate yeah Yeah. the immediate uniting of all of america that was us okay you know didn't want to brag but uh now everything's cool yeah and so uh and so yeah no so uh now i'm we're gonna do night attack again tonight that'll be this week's episode and then i finally go back to uh my my homeland of california which uh or oakland which i have i have not seen since the morning after the election, uh, and apparently I missed all the riots. Yeah, so. you missed some of the rioting, the uh, the peaceful protesting, and the potential secession from this great nation. Uh, yeah, I don't. You want to know what? Mm. Uh, as a, as now a, a California citizen for a couple years, I'm gonna go ahead and say no. I'm gonna say no on on on, on, on the Cal exit. As much <laughs> as I think it'd be a fun time, uh, I, I don't know if uh, being the state that is closest to Russia and China. Uh, that that I want to give up the access to those nuclear weapons. Just yeah, yet. there's a proximity that could be advantageous given a conflict of that nature. Yeah, so. I'm just gonna listen, man. Uh, uh, we're obviously a big messed up family right now, and uh, and everybody is 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 all up in each other's grill. Uh, I don't think you could have uh, an election this divisive without having this kind of fallout. Yeah. Uh, but uh, right now we're gonna just do what all families when they disagree but are forced to interact with each other do, which is just bicker about television. <laughs> or put their heads down and eat their Thanksgiving quietly and not say anything to each other. Exactly. Uh, but not us. We talk about television, and today it's us and it's you, dear listener, talking about the pivotal moment, some would say, of this season of Westworld. The moment when everything for a lot of people changed in a very specific way, or for some confirmed a long-held theory that Reddit has been talking about for months. Uh, We're going to be talking full of spoilers. They're going to be leaking all over the place, causing uh, a splash. Yeah, massive leakage here. And call us Olestra, because we are (laughs) leaking all over the place. (laughs) Oily discharge on the Westworld scope. And uh, we're we're not holding back either. So if you want to check out now, I wouldn't blame any of you. Uh, because if you haven't seen the show, it's probably something you're going to want to do. Um, it is one of those shows. It's not like, you know, Justin can come in and talk about a movie he saw and I don't care because who cares? It's a Marvel movie or something. Yeah. The plot points are pretty easy to figure out. This is, you know, big, big deep minutia business. And, uh, we're ready to go. So that's yeah. fair warning, I believe. Yeah, periodically. I mean, listen, this is the outgrowth of a show that we used to do periodically called The Spoiler Show. Yeah. Uh, and that was necessitated on me and you talking about the spoilers of current events when it came to pop culture. This is going to be one of those episodes. So uh, uh, go by the contender, the contender dot us. Uh, make sure you get on our mailing list. We got Black Friday deals coming up uh, as well as new products uh, for the holidays. And uh, yeah, I love all of you 
Uh, kisses, kisses, kisses. Yes, whoever's leaving, we love you. And also check out Frog Pants, uh, the P- Frog Pants Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash frogpants. It's a great way to support the network and all of the shows that exist therein. So uh, do check that out. Again, patreon.com slash frogpants. All right, Justin, the episode yeah. was called Trumploy. Uh, no, that, I'm sorry. I, I don't know. I don't. There was all that crazy French talk. Uh, I didn't even. I didn't even pay attention to see how it was. Uh, how it was pronounced. But I'll take your. Uh, I'll take your word Episode for it. Episode name Westworld. I just want to make sure I'm telling this right. Like lovely, blippy, lovely de Here it is. It's Trumploy. So Trumploy is not a play on Trump. Don't get excited, everybody. This don't get is, it twisted, y'all. No, this is a form. So having gone to. Uh, uh, a few years of art school and uh, studying this, uh, I know what Trumploy is. In fact, I tried to make my own version of it once. But if you've ever been to a place like an Italian restaurant or somewhere where you look at a wall and you go, oh man, it's like those, it's like that windowsill and that window and the things hanging off it and the grapes hanging off the other side and the weird little plant on it. Those look real. Like, like those are actually there. But if I really think about it, oh no, no, it's not. It's just painted to look real. Yeah, that's what Trumploy is. That's a very specific style of painting. It is, yeah, and yeah. and and an artistic conceit uh, that uh, uh, tries to fool, I guess, trick the eye is the literal uh, definition. Correct, and it does that in some cases very well, in other cases not so much. Always a little bit uncanny, which is part of the fun of it. If anything, it's always been kind of a historically gimmicky form of art, and has existed for a very long time. So this isn't new or modern to our time. But back in the, you know, very, a very old time, I can't, I can't give you dates or I'd love to, but uh, let's say pre, I don't know, early AD is when you start seeing this stuff. And it was yeah. gimmicky even then. It was like, oh, look, we're being fooled. It's like uh, t- today it'd be like uh, one of those those paintings you look at for a long time, but inside there's some kind of image and eventually you so, figure but yeah, it out. Basically in, in modern, in our modern vernacular, it would be called uh, uh, a hit like when you get it. <laughs> yeah. No, is this dress blue or gold? Exactly. exactly. Yep. Yeah. Nailed uh, it. Only, only 5% of the population get this right. <laughs> That's exactly right. So I want to say before we got stuck, start talking about what that might have meant in the context of this episode, uh, I listened to an interview on Fresh Air, NPR's Fresh Air. Terry Gross, uh, the yeah. gangster. It wasn't her, but one of her lackeys interviewed Lisa Joy and Jonathan Nolan, yeah. the co-creators and runners of the show, also writers. And I didn't know this. They're married. I had no idea. They are. Uh, I knew that Jonathan Nolan was Christopher Nolan's brother. What yep. I didn't know is that he is not, he does not have a, or at least One, maintain a British accent. One's American uh, speaking, the other's British speaking. Yeah. It's always the weirdest thing about them, it's isn't it? It's super weird. Super weird to hear it. They both were born and grew up some part of their lives, at least in London. And I think there's some sort of, you know, one went one way, one went the other. And one has an accent, one absolutely does not have an accent. So uh, that was just fascinating. Anyway, I had a really good time listening to them talk about their vision and what they think of this thing. If there was any question in my mind previous to that interview that they, as creators, co-creators of this show, are trying to evoke um, where what video games do to us in terms of the freedom to enact or act out certain fantasies of either violence or sex or whatever it may be, you can put all that to bed. They talked about that at length. They gave specific gaming examples. They talked a lot about GTA and games like it and open world games and how they uh, are basically the culmination of uh, 
what what Michael Crichton's I- original ideas probably were, and he just didn't know that they were coming. Uh, so that was fascinating, I thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's all your side stuff. Uh, now we need to talk about the episode. So first sure. of all, you think that this is a point of possible no return for a lot of viewers. Well, I think we are... My love slash frustration with this program uh-huh. has been that it is obviously a show about ideas. I think is a show that is weak in character development. Mm. Uh, however, the ideas and the mysteries that they are uh, uh, laying out have been able to kind of keep the momentum going. However, much like Lost, a show that I think is very structurally similar uh, the further we get into Westworld, which had much better character development, you liked a lot of these characters a lot more immediately than you've done with Westworld so far. There still was this element of deferred gratification. Question mark, question mark, question mark, clue, clue, clue. And all that can be very interesting, but you are just paying your bills with credit cards until you get to points where you need to start revealing things. All right. And then all of that tension is either going to be rewarded or you are going to be upset by it. Yeah. Now, I think before I get to what I thought of this episode, I will say that I could understand that people watched that the ending specifically of this episode and either felt that A, they were ahead of the story and therefore the big shocking reveal might not have been as big and shocking, or that we really, again, this is the difference between suspense and confusion. That, yes, there was a lot of confusion thrown around to Bernard's identity, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it wasn't necessarily suspense. Like, we didn't, we didn't, we weren't wondering from episode one, is he a, is he a, a host or not? Right. And then we got a resolution. Mm-hmm. That's suspense. Confusion is... Oh, I guess that happened. Uh, and and now we have some reinforcement on Ford's character. But for somebody that we spent a lot of time with and has been a huge part of other people's storylines, specifically Dolores, now you are basically just more confused. Mm. And so I can understand that if somebody got to the end of that episode and it was just like, you want to know what? This just might not be my show. Mm. I, 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 I just don't like, because if they're deferring, 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 and this is what we get when the bill comes due, and it might not be my show. Okay, now that's an interesting perspective. I think that part of what made the ending of this not only okay, but super cool for me. Yeah. Uh, and very much like a moment of let's we're pushing this thing forward was the conspiracy I already had in my head that Bernard was probably at the very least, an unwitting pawn, and at the, at the possi- very possible most was a host himself. That yeah. theory's been bouncing around in my head for weeks, not just because of Reddit, not just because of other people, but they only seem to support what I already believed. And here's why I believed it. There have been many sequences in the movie, or in the show, rather, yeah, where uh, there's a sense of... Sorry, my phone's buzzing, and I don't know why. A sense of... Uh, um, the 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 people are 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 the excuse me the hosts are implanted with artificial dreams and are they're artificial dreams that wake them up that freak them out they talk about them when they're back on quote unquote stage to do their next day of working in the whorehouse or whatever 
and they talk about these strange dreams that they have. And when they show them having these dreams, it's almost always the same. They're laying on their back. Uh, Tandy Newton remembers this thing when she's little that's awful and traumatic. And then she wakes up and she sort of looks up, moves around and gets up and goes back to the bar. Same with Dolores. And the only person in our real world who had been doing some of that same stuff because of this son who had cancer yeah, was Bernard. Bernard. Yeah. And so to me, it was like, if anyone is, it's him because he's doing, he's exhibiting some of the same, some of these same patterns. Um, he just seems to be in a different place than everybody else. He's a little ethereal. Uh, he's also super fascinating as an actor and his voice is super cool. And so there's a lot of other reasons to find him different and not off putting, but he stands out in a lot of ways. So for me, it was like, finally, we're getting somewhere with this. Now I understand what it means to uh, now I understand a little bit more about Ford and his overarching plan to have hosts everywhere, control of everything. And now we have this question in our head of like, well, we don't know who is and who isn't. And that's a problem, not just because, oh, suspense, but because does this mean we're going out of the park? Are we already out of the park? Are we in other places? Are we already in society and he is just going to slowly turn his his evil or good idea about what the world should be, probably evil the way they're portraying him, uh, into a reality where the hosts are the dominant life form and humans will be subject to them? Like all of that's super compelling and interesting to me and not two dimensional and lame or this didn't feel like a cheap shot. I can, but all that said, I can totally see why people might see it as a cheap shot. I get where you're coming from. I I don't think it's cheap because they work very, 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 very hard for it. Right. Mm -hmm. But part of good storytelling for me is when the show is ahead of me Mm. and let, let me right here. Let me let me let me let me back up before I, I criticize it. Uh, I like this episode a lot. Yeah. Uh, and and I liked it a lot a lot more than I liked the last episode. The last episode felt to me like a lot of filler. Mm. This to me felt for the first time we were starting to get some questions taken off the table. Right. Yeah. Uh, we started to get a little bit more about Delos, the parent corporation. We're we're starting to get uh, a, a little bit more about who. Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, who Teresa's side is on, you yeah. know, or, or like, you know, the, we get an admittance that she was upon. And that's the reason why the the uh, one robot went off. The one host went off to go transmit data yeah. outside of the park because this was an attempted coup situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, we continue to get development on uh, the, 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 the mouth uh, uh, character and. You know, we get a little bit of the old, uh, you know, it, it seems as if now we're settling into a little bit of a uh, a formula of like, all right, now which of our characters is going to get into a big action set piece? And it's like, okay, well, this time it's uh, Dolores and McPoyle and and they're going to uh, totally bang on a train. <laughs> totally. Uh, with with, uh, with Ringo in the other room, mind you. So that's pretty good. How that yeah. Worked out. So, uh, <laughs> you know. It's not Ringo. I, 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 I have to admit that if there's any larger issue I have with the show is that I'm literally just being led by my finger everywhere. Yeah. Like I, I don't even, I, I, I was glad that this episode existed because it took more things off the, off the table, but it's like, I don't even know what the hell the maze really is. I don't even know 
what what uh, what what the difference between the Man in Black and McPoyle are if they're the same people. I, I'm assuming we're still going to get to this dual timeline reveal. Yeah. I assume that we're probably going to find out that more, if not all, of the staff are hosts. Uh, but that's just me guessing because there's not enough concrete story there for me to make any other guess. I'm literally just guessing on it. And to be honest with you, as much as I'm en I enjoyed the episode last night, mm. I don't know if I feel different about Jeffrey Wright now that I found out that he is indeed his own paranoid android, <laughs> right? Like, I, I don't know if I if I want Teresa to be dead or alive. Maybe mm. it's better that, that that she got killed. Maybe it's better that, you know, maybe Ford has got a, a larger plan. He seems like kind of an a-hole, mm. but at the same time, there's part of me that just thinks that this that everybody is a host, mm. right? Yeah, no, I mean, it, there, it runs this risk of everyone's a host, no one's a host. You know, like that's a that is a problem for it, and it's and and I'm very interested to see how it deals with it. In fact, listening to this interview, they talked a bit about this. Um, they were tempted in early stuff to do some additional like digital makeup and some things when you would shut one down or say, you know, analysis or whatever these commands were that would make, that would turn them into less emotional beings yeah. or make them stop altogether and just sort of sit there naked or whatever. They were doing things to stop all micro muscle movement, um, all in post making it look like they were inanimate objects that were currently in their non-animated state. Yeah. And they didn't like it. It's, it. It made you stop caring about the hosts. It made you stop caring about what they were dealing with or that they were emerging as intelligent beings, regardless of their origin. It made you stop thinking about that. Instead, it made you go, oh, well, they're just, you know, it's just a machine I can shut it on. It's like a Muppet. And like when Kermit, when there's not a hand up Kermit's butt, he's just a piece yeah. of felt, right? It's just felt, yeah. And, they, and so they changed that and made that less of a thing and they do it in more subtle ways. And that was all really fascinating and interesting to hear. But it runs the risk on the other side, if you swing too far, of us never really truly knowing who's who and what's what. So old Bill is clearly an early model, moves like freaking Chuck E. Cheese, yeah, uh, all that. And he's fascinating in every way to me. I freaking love, I don't know what that character's. There's still more to be said there. I don't know what it is yet. Plus, you hired what Michael Winnicott, and you don't just hire him for nothing. Um, all that aside, because we don't know yet, uh, there is that there is that fear that you're just never going to know who's who's going to be who. Like I had for a while thought Teresa was for sure going to be one. There's no, I mean, but here's the thing: she could be one. Exactly. Yeah. And so how much do we care about that reveal? Because <laughs> she was doing her her visceral emotional reaction to Ford sicking uh, him or on not. her is just as she she had all the same reaction she's supposed to just like what's her hooker name did in that room with the other host when he beat the crap out of her. She remembered it and then took him on. Yeah. She had the same she had the same reactions to that. Well, the, yeah. Let me ask you this, and 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 as soon as we're done with this, everybody, we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll take start your taking your calls. Yeah. Call. All right. So, number one, yeah. two questions. Yeah. First question: yeah. If Teresa showed up in the next episode, how surprised would you be on a scale from one to ten? Um, five. So in the middle, you can't make a call. Yeah, right? that's, you're, that's, you're exactly right. <laughs> right. So you have no idea. You I'm have not, no idea whether or not you even should be surprised. Right. I. I okay. Okay, I have a theory. They when they leave, they literally he takes off his j jacket, takes his tie off, breaks her neck against the wall. We don't really see it; sort of happens away. 
uh, while Ford's looking somewhere else. Then he goes, puts his tie on, puts his jacket on, and walks out of there like nothing happened. And the final shot is all the lights being shut off and her hand sort of hanging down on the cement. And then that's the end of the scene and roll credits. If she's yeah. not a human, if she's just a host, you just leave her there and deal with it later. Which they do. Which they, they walk away. They, they walk, walk out. Yeah. So so it's. I guess I won't be that surprised. But what was that? What was that a? What was that a, an exercise in in your mind? If that's true. If she let's say it is fifty percent true. My, okay. My point is we don't know, and there's no reason that we would know, right? <laughs> like I don't know who she is. I don't know what she wants. Like I I think there are things that we are saying that 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 she was, but I mean. There's just, uh, you know, uh, there's a fine line between layers on layers on layers and just totally muddled storytelling. Yeah, they've and, built, and, I mean, they built a fake wife for Bernard, for heaven's sakes. They've gone to the, they've gone to the extreme of saying, here's or, his ex-wife who is also broken up about their son. And who knows who she is? She could be a torso or, or in like, a room. Okay, so then did, did Bernard really meet with Dolores? Is is Bernard, as I'm assuming, Bernard is Arnold? Like, is is the com are the conversations that we saw between Bernard, <laughs> who we thought to be Bernard and Dolores, really Arnold talking to her? Like, I, I don't know. Here's my other question for you, and then we'll take your calls. Right. Who's your favorite character? And why? This is this is good. I like where you're going. Um, all right. My favorite character is probably at this stage of the game. I really like lots of them, but I think if I had to pick one. I'm easily the most intrigued by Ed Harris's Man in Black. Sure. And um, I think that you probably, he is the only character that is seeking transparently to unravel a mystery. Yeah, he's the most, yeah, he's the most obvious. He's not the most sympathetic, but he's certainly the most, um, yeah, you're making a really good point. Like, I, 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 I would, I'm close to saying Bernard. I really like him, and him being a host doesn't actually change that. I'm still very interested in his story. I'm super interested in, in, uh, Tandy Newton's story. I think. Uh, listen, the, here's the thing. Dolores, the all acting of them. on this show is exceptional. Yeah, it's really good. The acting on the show is really, 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 really well done, and we're getting a top-notch performance from uh, 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 Anthony. What's his butt? And uh, uh, you know, there's Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. There's like there's a pot. There's a point in which I'm like, man, I love all these ingredients. I just don't know what the hell I'm eating. <laughs> Right, and the and the waiter's like, oh, but hold on, there's another course coming, and what, exactly, what is like, it? Like, I don't know. This is it. Yeah. And he, like, like these ingredients are great. I love all of these ingredients, and it's like, oh, but wait, there's more yeah. later that yeah. you're gonna get. It's gonna really bring it all together. But but aren't we in a place now with our with our serialized television where we're okay with like the wait till the end till you find out what crazy what the meal was the whole time? Like, aren't Compare we? Compare this to Lost, though. Compare yeah. this to Lost. Within the first four episodes of Lost, we have a, a very intense, not only questions that are asked about why they are there, right? But we have the emerging uh, fact that they are all connected in some way. Yeah. We have the big character reveal for John Locke that happens in, I think, the first three episodes. And in the pilot, we hear, you know, we have gigantic questions like, is there a dinosaur in the in 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 the woods, a metal sounding dinosaur, right? <laughs> yeah. And we see it. We see some kind of crazy violence in action. So not only do we have very interesting questions, uh, but we care about everybody. We we want to know why these people that the, the the people that are acting a certain way here on this island, why they were, you know, why why is John Locke, who is crippled on land, 
uh, uh, you know, and a sad sack of all sad sacks. Why is now he the mystical shaman? All right, I right? get what you're saying, and I'm going to say this: I care about, I I care more about all the characters in this show in Westworld who have been established either as for sure hosts or as for sure human beings, and they're only a handful. But I, but I, they're the ones I'm most interested in. The ones I would say, like I said, Man in Black, uh, Dolores, um, Bernard. Now that I kind of know who he is, I'm even more interested in him. Uh, they're the ones I care about the most. The ones I know for sure are the thing that they are, regardless of whether they're human or they are emerging AIs. It doesn't matter because I know I at least have a, a I have an anchor point for them and their reality, at least somewhat. So I totally take your point, and I think that's the reason I like those characters more because, again, I don't have to ask the question. I like Teddy a lot. Why? Well, because in a way, he's like a lost puppy robot that doesn't really know what's happening yet, but I just like it. Like well, I, and, and, and we see that there is a difference uh, between how Ford treats Flood, yeah, right? We, yeah. we, had a, we had a moment where we see that Ford is very dismissive. Ford is very dismissive about certain robots, right? Mm -hmm. And that what I think we are going to get to, I'm guessing, is that nearly everybody, if not everybody, uh, involved in our story is AI, including Ford. Yeah. And and the question here is not human versus robot. The, the, the question is AI overclass versus AI underclass. Mm. Uh, and that's why Ford is so dismissive about the, the hosts in the park. You know, uh, Flood is just a dog to him that he has trained well. And yet Bernard is closer to a friend. He's warm to Bernard. He mm -hmm. wants Bernard to be happy. Now, he wants him to be subservient to him. Mm -hmm. He is God, after all. Mm -hmm. But he wants uh, he wants to be liked by Bernard in a way that he does not care about what, you know, Teddy Flood thinks of him. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. But the more, and you're 100% right, the more I have who they are and I'm not being led along not knowing who they are they're the ones I care the most about and that's interesting to me so that's why I felt like last night was important because now we have an answer to one of the more key characters we have his character we know who it is and we know what that means what we don't know is will it find a Dolores will it have a bunch of Dolores moments about where to go and what to do what, what have been the communications between it and Dolores because now we can call him an it and now we get to go on that journey and find out what his deal is. And we have a point of reference and we don't have to wonder who he is. He's still not going to know, right? Like he's still going to go back to normal and Ford's going to wave his hand and say, ah, this is like normal there. Uh, Bernard, have a good day. And he'll just have a good day and forget that he beat the schmear out of what's her name in the basement. Yeah. So I like that. I like that. I have a through line through for, with him right now and I'm hungry for more of that. And I'm okay that by episode six of a show that this is all they've given us so far. I mean, I don't, it's, it took us. I, I, I'm, I am frustrated by it. Mm. I'm, I'm, I, I am, I am, I am frustrated with the fact that I think that they've got a really cool story. I just need more bearings. And this has been my issue with the show since the first episode mm. is just like, if everything is possible and at any point, you know, uh, uh, McPoyle's gonna shoot lasers out of his eyes, and Dolores is gonna sprout wings and fly away. <laughs> then, like, then what are we? Where's the tension? Yeah, you know. Also, it's like we've we've not in the park yet seen a human killed. Yeah, 
So it's like that's true. You know, McPoyle is 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 going to survive. We think we have no reason to not think he can get in in the middle of that scrub with all those uh, Ghost Nation uh, Braves mm-hmm. and and start slicing necks, and he would just be, he would just come out like ultimate uh, uh, a fighter champion person. Yeah, right? yeah. Like he wouldn't. Uh, he uh, wouldn't. He 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 may get roughed up, but he's not going to. Dolores perish. might die. Yeah, she could die. Dolores might die. And I kept expecting him. I, ex- I kept expecting him to take like arrows in the back to save her or something. And that never happened. I kept expecting that. But also it's like, you know, at what point when you're when your little uh, magic credit card runs out, <laughs> does somebody just come scoop you up? All right. See, the see, this is the thing. We keep getting into the logistics and I totally I'm totally with you there. There were a few things last night where I was just like. Do they not have surveillance footage of those two getting in the elevator and going someplace? Well, Where- especially because, uh, you know, you have the, you know, like right now, did he just make a decision yesterday or in, in that episode to never go home? <laughs> I don't know. It sort of seemed like it. Right? But yeah. Did he just say, I'm going to spend $40,000 a day forever so I can have my robot girlfriend? Well, maybe his thing is maybe... Yeah, I mean, I, hmm. I mean, it depends on how much you buy the conceit that this is so, so, like his whole thing was, and he tried to describe it as like, well, my, I thought I had this happy life. I work for a successful company. My father-in-law owns this, the parent company that owns this place. I thought this, 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 and this, but really, this is where I'm finding the meaning. This is where I'm finding meaning, and I've only been here a week or whatever, and, and, that was them trying to sell to us that he's decided that this is way more of a life for him than the other thing. He's fighting for something real here. And I understand that idea. Like I get the idea of you're, you're, you're doing something real. You're not just to use a modern comparison. You're not just a keyboard warrior somewhere saying real smart things on the internet. You're actually out there getting your hands dirty and doing it. You know, it's like that kind of, I think that's what they were trying to sell us as in any way. Sure. But what does that mean? Practically? It doesn't mean much. What is that? What, in, in in any way, what does that mean? Like, like what does he do? Like, like what? I mean, like, all right, so let, let's take Mr. Robot, for example. All right. Right? Mr. Robot is a show that fully employs mm-hmm. outright deception toward you. It is an unreliable narrator. Yeah. And yet, I know that Elliot is trying to, uh, either consciously or subconsciously, is wrestling with the idea that him and his friends and family, as we find out, uh, uh, both real and imagined, are trying to start a revolution. Mm-hmm. They have concrete goals. Do this, swipe this, kill this information, and make this uh, for, for this goal with these motivations. Mm-hmm. And that's a show that lies to you, that outright says, no, this is fake, and this person's not who you think they are, where he, as a first-person narration, says, oops, I lied to you there. I'm sorry. Uh, (laughs) This is a show that should not have to do that, and yet here we are. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and yet, like... So he's there, and he, he loves it, but is he, like, just giving in to the fantasy? Or is he, like, saying, no, I'm going to live here until my 
uh, uh, the 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 husband the the father of my jilted ex fiance <laughs> buys this company and kicks me out, and then I have to go work at a Seven yeah. Eleven. But I'll always remember you, Dolores. <laughs> and and if he turns out to be uh, if he turns out to be man in black in some future timeline, when did he get out and establish his whatever giant fortune that he established and his big foundation and all the other things they've hinted at? You know, when did this happen? Did he just make some decision? He was like, all right, well, I got to leave. And now the only time I'm going to see Dolores is when I come cut her open and find maps in her head. Like, I'm still not sure about that theory. I think that theory is weird that he may be the same guy. How- I mean, but even then, it's like. the the And this is where I think I can understand where it could be a jump the shark point. Is that like, sure, we find out Bernard's a host. Mm-hmm. However, we. Don't exactly know what that means, and we don't know exactly how that changes the story. Yeah, uh, we find out that Mick Poyle wants to stay there and 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 see this thing all the way through. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you were holding on to the fact that he was going to be like, oh no, too real for me, dog. I'm going to take the next uh, monorail back to uh, the the level one, like you know, then. Really, what was the dramatic tension? Yeah. What was resolved? Yeah, because like, I y- you kind of understand that he's gonna get with Dolores, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no one's shocked by that. No one's like, oh, OMG, Dolores and McPoyle finally. <laughs> yeah, it's a fair point. All right, we're gonna take your calls. We want to hear you guys throw in on this. Uh, I mean, this seems like the kind of show, Justin, by the way, 801-895-4724. It seems like the kind of show that no matter what happens, you're you're unlike, say, Walking Dead, where the rinse repeat became pretty obvious to you very early on and you kind of checked out and you check in on it here and there. Uh, this you're going to see this through, right? Oh, I mean, no, no, no. no I, listen, I, it is a show that is so good. I can't stop watching it. Right. What, I'm, what I'm saying is. That we, uh oh, they are going to bite off more than they can chew in terms of this dual, like the 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 dual storyline, the dual timeline thing. Yeah. Uh, in the idea that there's a lot of people that are hosts and there's a lot of people that aren't, and ultimately the resolutions to their questions may not be as good as they hope they are. Mm. And in that case, I will be frustrated because I won't have the characters to lean back on. Okay. I want to have the characters that say like, oh, well, I hope that this person does this. Because for me, I just, I'm into the idea that this is a robot underclass versus overclass battle, yeah. right? That there's no human element here. And we are just looking at what happens in a totally post-robotic future. Uh, I, I am fine with it being a, like the robots riot. And now we see, you know, now it's 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 about Delos, the, the corporation, trying to maintain this from getting out into the wider world. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Like, just give me one of them. For, for <laughs> like, like, I just don't want this to, to forever just be like, oh, I don't know. Is this 70s political intrigue? Is it uh, an esoteric uh, Spartacus story? Uh, just j- give me it. Like, you got me. I got 14 hooks in my mouth, and I don't know which way I should be going at any time. And And... I, I it, it's beginning to frustrate me. I understand. I I totally get where you're coming from. I, it's pulling me in directions. I am excited to go. I can't wait to see where it goes. I'm not feeling any of that fatigue yet. Um, 
it's funny though as you say them i don't i can't i i can't refute them like i think you're probably right and i think they're taking liberties here that they hope are resonating i think they're hoping that there are a bunch of me out there we're totally just hook, line, and sinkering to ki- to continue our fishing metaphor. Well, for 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 the record, uh, HBO did renew it today. Today, so season yeah. two mm-hmm. uh, will be coming. Uh, now, uh, that uh, is not the 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 ironclad promise that it used to be. Uh, as uh, there have been shows that have gotten renewed in the last year at HBO and then were unrenewed uh, in between season one and season two. Yeah. Uh, so we will we will see going forward, and I think its its leash will probably be determined by the numbers for the finale. Uh, and and how it builds past now. Yeah. But I, I guess what I'm curious to know is, are people here? Call in and, and answer this question. Yeah. Are you more, less, or unchanged excited about the show after last night? Mm. Because last night is a turn in the plot that should be leading you to be more excited about the show. Yeah. For me, right? it, for me, that's, it that's, did. That's, that's an agreement, right? Yeah. And for me, it did. I think no. There's. I think there's no disagreement about what their intent was, right? Yeah. The question is, did it did it work or not work for people? I I firmly am in the 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 column of yes, it worked for me. I loved it and thought it was awesome. It was a great turn of events. And you're not so sure. No, I mean, again, I liked last. I liked last night's episode because it it it, it took questions off again that's my biggest problem Mm -hmm. just eliminate questions every episode if you're not eliminating four questions an episode which i think this episode did then you're not doing your job yeah because because you know i don't care how many artfully uh uh, shot you know woman getting killed uh, uh, a a replicant getting made in the foreground shots there are i don't care how many animal metaphors anthony hopkins can recite in his amazing measured venomous uh 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 uh, pander uh i am i i just want questions off the table yeah just take questions off the table yeah and they and this is a if it's a big giant whiteboard one of them was removed last night but only one (laughs) as best i can tell i don't think any other major reveals i'm trying to think was there anything else yesterday we were like oh oh that's the other thing the girl from uh raising hope she got kidnapped in the basement and we haven't seen her hiding her hair since last week so we don't know what her fate is even though the tease showed that scene again, usually in the tease, when you show something, that means you're going to address it. And all they addressed it with was Bernard trying to call her over and over, and she never answered the phone. Yeah. And nobody knows where she is, and that was not resolved at all. Uh, do you have the... Well, here, let's take a call. We keep putting these guys off. I'm going to take this call, and then we'll, then we'll discuss that in a second. Uh, hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's Jonathan in New York. Hey, Jonathan. What's going on in New York? What's up, John? Hey, you guys, what's going on? What are we talking about tonight? Uh, <laughs> Westworld and this latest episode. Have you seen it? No, I'm I'm on the episode before. Oh, bummer, because um, you'll want to check that later. All right, I hung up on that guy. Because <laughs> uh, he doesn't want to... You know, listen, you don't want to be spoiled if you're not hearing it. If you're not listening right now live, by the way, drive time in the uh, in his time zone, then yeah. you don't want us to be spoiled right now. you got to catch up. That's the whole point of this discussion, which is probably why we have less calls overall today, <laughs> because, yeah. you know, it's one of those things. There's a there's a pretty spirited conversation happening, uh, happening in the uh, the chat. I wanted to talk real quick, though, about a scene early well not early, kind of midway through the episode. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite characters that I feel the most sympathetic to, for whatever reason, is the young uh, prostitute who works for Maeve. 
who Clementine, Clementine, the one that got kissed inexplicably by what's her name in the first episode. I still don't know why yeah. that was going on. Um, and I want to talk about kind of her fate. We'll take this call first, and then I want to talk about why I felt so bad for her. Yeah. And and well, and maybe it goes to your whole original point. But here we go. Let's find out. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Hey, it's Chase Crawford from uh, Arkansas. Hey, man, it's good to have what you up? on. What's your take? What's your hot? What's your hot business today? What do you got going? Uh, hey, uh, man, dude, Westworld. That's good. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, Bernard, that whole reveal, that whole thing was amazing. I just blew my mind. I, I did not expect that at all. So you didn't see that coming? You didn't have the theory that he might be a host or any of that stuff leading up to it? No, I haven't seen, I haven't been uh, able to listen to most of your previous episodes of Hotline Monday, so I don't know what you guys have been talking about about it, but this episode I've just called in, heard y'all. Uh, talking about that, how y'all kind of expected it. I didn't expect any of this. Mm. No, I mean, I, I think my my guard has been up. Again, my 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 thought about it is that they're all going to be hosts. That they're all going to be robots because I think that they that this is a show and we've seen it over and over and over again that has been to the point of ham fisted mm. with some of their reveals. Yeah, right. Like like they want to make sure that some of these things land with a thud. And that's why, you know, they have uh, Bernard say right before uh, he uh, has this big blind spot that uh, uh, none of the hosts can see anything that we haven't programmed them to see. Yeah, and she yeah. says, where's this door come from? And he goes, what door? And that whole thing. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So they, they want to do that. And I think that there have been elements that we have seen mm -hmm. that are a little bit kind of on the nose. Uh, uh, the idea that there is the... The, the fire circle. Yeah, yeah. Right? And one cowboy leaves, and now they can't leave the fire circle. <laughs> that, to me, is an, a, a, an illusion, a possible illusion, that these are all robots, and they are all programmed to understand that these are humans coming in. Right? Everybody, Every including, human, like, like, surgery Asian guy and his his buddy and all that. Yes. Okay. And, that, and, and even those conversations of, like, we're normal, you're not. We're normal, you're not. We are invested in those because we think we're superior to human or we're superior to robots as humans. But then what if it's revealed that they're really all robots? Uh oh, now we've immediately set up our overclass underclass. Yeah. yeah. But is it but is it possible? I keep hearing my voice weird. Is it is, is it possible is it, that they uh, are you getting video from me? No, it no, stop. stop. Something's up with stop. Skype. I don't know if that was what's going on there. Hold on a sec. Okay, where were we? Okay, so um uh, the, what did you ask me? You asked me a question. Oh, no. I think we were talking about how surprising that should have been. Oh, 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 uh, oh, right. Um, you know, because that's, that's, uh, uh, you know, I, I think it's, it's, I, I guess I'm in, in a world where I don't care about these characters so much. Mm. All I have to do is guess about the plot. And what you're not saying, just so people understand and are clear about this, you're not saying, man, these performances by these characters or these actors playing these characters. No, they're amazing. Yeah, it's they're not the great. problem. Right, right, right. It's the only reason why, or it's the reason why I, I am I am just saying this is frustrating and not I'm turning this show off. Right. <laughs> right, I understand. Okay, so uh, back to what I was going to say. This this goes to my point about the uh, hooker lady. I never remember her name, but she's in, was it uh, Daisy? Uh, Clem. Clem. Oh, Clem Featherbottom or something. Clementine Feather Cheese. Feather, feather Lady. Feather Lady. So she does her whole, there's not even a rind on you thing over and over. Yeah. And we don't know that, the, we think the guy in there is just another dude. 
what they did there was almost kind of show off what you're talking about. Because think about who was in that audience. So you had Ford there, who knows everything about everything. Yes. And you have Bernard, who shows up to the meeting late, and he's like, what are we doing here? And you got Lady Lady, and then you got a young upstart freaking representative of the board there who had just had her way with Xerxes earlier in the in the thing, in the opening yep. scene. Um, she's there. And other people, I guess, were, you know, oh, the security team, so one of the Hemsworth brothers and all those guys are there. Yeah, Bobo Hemsworth. Yeah, so, they, <laughs> so they're doing this thing where they are triple-timing how quickly it's happening, but they're basically saying, oh, here she is. We know she's a host, and now we're going to tell this guy, all right, go in there and activate her and ask her the question and whatever, and he goes in to do his thing, and then he proceeds to beat the schmear out of her. Yeah. And unblinkingly, Ford watches it, Bernard's a little put off by it. He's like, "Ugh, what's going on? And, you know, he's a host, but still he's bothered by it. And then what's her name? Teresa is also a little bit bothered, but she's on career path 101 over there. So she has to do this. And lady from the corporation is just sort of staring it down. It happens. And you're thinking, man, this is brutal. This is awful. And he says, hold it. And then both the girl and dude beating her up, hold it. So what they've done is they've said, ah, you thought he was a human too, didn't you? But nope, he's a robot too. Now, now, how do you know if anyone's a robot? Like, I feel like they were, they were, they were broadcasting that to remind us that they're going to play this game, and they're going to yeah. do it in places and ways in and outside of the park that we're not expecting. The big question is, what does it take to get Justin Robert Young to like a character? So, if if the if you don't care about them intrinsically, where do you need to be to do that? What needs to happen to say, I just need stakes, man. All right. So what if like, the stakes? What? All right. Now, Mauve, Mave, Move, What is it? Move. Tandy Newton. Yeah, Tandy Newton. Tandy Newton. I, I felt. I always thought it was pronounced Tandy, and it's not. It's Tandy. Tandy. Right? Yeah. It's T H, but they pronounce it Tandy anyway. So now she wants to get out. Yeah. She wants out. She wants right. in the real world. Right. Right. Now I know what she wants to do. She's had her MacBook uh, Pro Touch Bar turned all the way to max, and she can per she can tell everything. So she wants now out. Now she can figure it all out. Yeah. Uh, she <laughs> wants to leave Westworld. Yeah. Groovy. <laughs> I'm cool with that. I like it. Frustrating that it took us to this episode to get that goal. Yeah. But at least we got it. Sure. I don't know what McPoyle wants to do. <laughs> I, I know generally Dolores wants to find the maze. Yeah. We don't know anything about the maze, uh, except that it's deep in the park. Well, do we? Okay, so she painted or she drew with charcoal on that canvas this place they arrived at, like like a prophet premonition sort of thing. Yeah, that's probably we're probably getting to the entrance of whatever the maze is. Like she's got a map, basically. I mean, seems legit. Yeah. <laughs> Like, sure, I'll buy that for a dollar, uh -huh. but like, okay, <laughs> now we're at the opening to the maze. Yeah. Like, it's uh, all right, we're, we're going to go there. Is it the hatch? Okay. Is it like the, is it going to be like the lost hatch end of this season? They find a thing, whoever our equivalent of John Locke is, moves some debris away and finds the opening and brrr, wait till next year. Is it going to be like that? Maybe. Oh, it shit. wouldn't shock me. I don't love but that. again, even the hatch, right? Yeah. The uh, although frustrating and a major cliffhanger, 
Uh, for season one of Lost, the hatch meant more mm. than just a gigantic mystery box. It was John Locke's source of hope. He he knew he was there on the island for a reason. He had been given the ability to walk again, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. This was a religious experience, and uh, the reason why he was there was because of that hatch. He had imprinted that on that item at, like as a character, and we were going along with that. Mm -hmm. I don't know, like, I know that Dolores really wants to find the maze, mm -hmm. but but because even internally for her motivation, uh, uh, it's in this, like, crazy hooju, like, you know, uh-oh, I'm, I'm talking to myself and I'm getting a tarot reading and now I'm making weird paintings and they turn out to be real. The magic is leading me to the maze, I guess? Question mark? Yeah. Like, I, I don't know... Like, and nobody else has explained, like, oh, my God, we can't let Dolores get to the maze or else all these robots go crazy and murder all these humans. Yeah. You know, there's no, like, like that's what the drama would be, theoretically. And I'm not saying I'm a better writer or anything. or I, like This is Monday morning quarterbacking. Right. But it's like, you know, there, in, in dramatic tension, you can say, okay, the greater good will be violated if this happens. But she doesn't know that. She's just a robot. She's like a, a, a little a bottle rocket with the stem snapped off. And she's going to go all the way around and it might end up in somebody's eye. And that's the most dramatic thing that could possibly happen. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean. But it's like right now we have none of that. All right. The stakes is an interesting point. What are the stakes? And I'm not even sure I'm clear on what Ed Harris's stakes are. His stakes are. I just want to know how it works or whatever. His stakes are, I got a, I got an annual pass and I really like going to Disney World. Yeah, or in his case, his thing feels like some hardcore gamer that heard some rumor that if you kill 1,600 boars in World of Warcraft, a ghost will... Actually, here's a better comparison. You've played... Uh, somebody playing Diablo 2 knows all about the cow level and there is no cow level, but there is one. Like there's a lot of subterfuge about the cow level yeah. and you eventually find the cow level and you go in there and there's the cow level and you find it because it's hard and it's grindy and it's really tricky to get around. You got to find out all this stuff. Blizzard wasn't saying anything publicly like he had to go find people had to go find this Easter egg before it then spread via the, you know, the Internet or whatever tools we had at the time. That's what this feels like for him. And if that's all it is for him, that bothers me a little bit because it, then it will feel trivial to me. And maybe I'm too close to things like like that or maybe their dystopic future is so ugh, and everyone sucks so bad that the only place you find meaning is in, in is in an artificial place an artificial construct like Westworld yeah I don't know um but that will feel a little weak to me if that's where he ends up or if that's his sole motivation if, if he literally just gets to the end of the maze and it's like a, 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 a some sort of inside developer in joke you know it's just like like figuring out how to do the toasty in mortal Kombat. <laughs> exactly there's some kind of konami code in the center i don't i don't want that because that's not meaningful and the sacrifices he's making not just to hosts and non-hosts alike on the way but also to the sacrifice he's making to his own reality by taking this so seriously become kind of pointless like it just becomes kind of trivial and empty and he's just got to go back out and be the head of the board of the freaking foundation he owns and that's boring so so i don't know i mean i, and I, I guess that's but 
Uh, all right. So let me ask you one more thing or, right. or make one more point. Right? All right. Because the point of this show, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but part of the point of this show is for us to go both ways on the highway of robots are more like humans than we think and humans are more like robots than we think. Yeah. Or right? cautionary tale, AI run amok or not, or people run amok with AI or whatever. Sure. All those exactly. themes are at play. Yeah. You know, we have Bernard, you know, again, almost frustratingly on the nose, like, Man, the more I, I don't know why he's Lando Calrissian all of a sudden, but like, <laughs> the more I do this, the more I understand the hosts and don't understand the humans. What, what have we here? He says, yeah, yeah, like, I mean, so it's like, uh, I wonder, like, and then we have the reveal, right? Mm -hmm. um, but the problem is that, again, we have these things where, where the uh, if he is the man in black, the younger man in black, McFoyle, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, if he, he wakes up on a train. Same way James Marsden wakes up on a train, it's just a different train. Mm -hmm. Now, in a show that is fairly on the nose with their visual illusions, like, does that mean something or does it not? And I understand that's the mystery, right? Mm -hmm. But it's it's frustrating and to me almost unnecessary mm. in, in that if you are doing a show that is this complicated, that has this much intellectual weight that you have to put into it, then, again, we ride this line between allegory and deliberate confusion. Because, not to go back to Game of Thrones, right? but obviously this is a show that has emerged because Game of Thrones is a thing and HBO wants to give us another story of that level of complexity. Yeah, they, but, want, yeah, they want a seven-year thing that just drives, drives us all up a wall. But sure. Game of Thrones, very deliberately uses different color palettes and they use different settings to make sure that you know exactly where everybody is, mm. right? Mm. Jon Snow has muted icy color palettes. He's in the woods mostly or he's in a ramshackle uh, a, a fort. It's always right? snowing. It's always cold. Yeah. Exactly. Cersei's in very warm tones, beautiful vistas, ornate tapestries, right? Right. right. Uh, uh, everybody has their own kind of way uh, immediately as soon as that you just take one look at the screen and you know who could possibly be involved in the scene what they could possibly do and and yeah. because of the writing where they are going what they want to do yeah the lannisters everything's pointy and dangerous and you know made of gold and yeah you know in this show like i just don't know and therefore i don't know where to invest i don't know the reason why i asked you earlier who your favorite character was is because I don't know who my favorite character is. Yeah. I know the characters that I like to see when they're on screen. Sure. I like to see Anthony Hopkins on screen. I like to see Ed Harris on screen. Uh, I like to see Evan Rachel Wood on screen. Um, you know, I, I know who I don't like seeing on screen. I don't like uh, a crappy British writer guy. Uh, I'm, I'm a little annoyed two episodes in with, uh, you know, uh, a super bitch board representative lady. Although I thought you did an okay job in this episode, to be fair. I just don't know what the point of her character is. Yeah, again, uh, again, she's, she's. I feel like she's just meant to be another, I mean, they even introduced her that way. It's like, oh, cute young girl at the pool and story guy is going to flirt with her. Oh no, she's the board head of the board. And now she's just like ruthless and amoral and like awful but also, is she, maybe she's not human. Like, I don't know, man. That's my point. Is like, aside from that, I have no idea who I'm rooting for. Yeah. 
Because let's say everybody's a host. Yeah. Then who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, all right, Ford's playing with his toys. <laughs> right. But is it enough? Because maybe, maybe the only way to tell this story so that it can explore these ideas freely as they are maybe they need it to be a little bit obtuse and therefore it has to rely on great performances and really good directing and editing and things and maybe that's what will make it worth watching for you even though in this case the emphasis isn't on resolution or motivation but the emphasis is on what if and what if and what if and thankfully man the acting's killing it so i could just watch anthony hopkins eat that scenery and he could be talking about you know he could be reading from a phone book and who cares Maybe How many that's more enough. animal metaphors do you think he has in him? <laughs> I think he's got about four or five more animal metaphors in there. Yeah, probably. Um, probably. Have you ever heard the tale of the aardvark? <laughs> that's a my, nice, my, nice key ante or whatever. Yes, my older brother once had a python. <laughs> A I mean, striped cockatiel. I mean, part of me is super stoked that he's not just the aging grandpa that that misses the old days of the park and that he is now making himself out or, or is clearly setting himself up to be. And he's killing it. He's so good. He's so good. Like He's so good. He's so good. He gets around. I'll tell you what, that guy <laughs> must have one of them rascal scooters. Like he's just <laughs> scooting all around that park because he sure wherever there's like drama, like boom. There walks Anthony Hopkins. He has Varys syndrome. He can just uh, kind of appear when he needs to appear. He does. Yeah. Him and Varys. Him and Varys are mermen. And they can just <laughs> swim wherever they go. All right. Well, that's probably about it for us, folks. Uh, that that concludes our hour of, of discontent. However, um, speaking of, and I don't mean that literally, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I, I guess I'll just say this. We'll, we'll certainly probably hit on this in the future um, in other episodes as things happen. I don't know if this is going to become every week we spoil the hell out of whatever the last episode. No, was no, no, no. We'll, we'll, we'll probably we'll probably do a little Westworld button. I, I wanted to dedicate this entire episode to it because I do feel like I mean, right now the, the show's only the season's only ten episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, ten is so yeah. So we're only what f- uh, three, four away from me. Yeah. yeah. So now we have four episodes left. Yeah. I feel like this is the beginning of our, you know, galloping toward our 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 climax here. Yeah. And uh, I think as we go forward, certainly there'll be more surprises to discuss uh, and the story is going to move at whatever pace it moves at. Uh, But uh, I think this was the first time that we got a sense of like, okay, this is what the show is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And it'll be fun to, I don't know. I'm just looking forward to getting there. They take two things I love, science fiction and Westerns. They mash them up in a way that just, it's like a little massage every time I watch it. Like I admit, I am the target for this. It's like they made it for me, and I am un- I am biased in that regard. So if this ends up being a shit show at the end, I'm still probably gonna kind of like it. <laughs> yeah. No, listen. I mean, there's a lot to like. Yeah. Like, when's the last time that you've seen, uh, uh, you know, a show with this kind of scale? Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and wants to be this kind of challenging. Can I ask you another question, please, real quick? Please do. When did Every other show on HBO become a, a woman's tale about blank. Like, D- and I'm not divorce. saying they're bad. Like, because I like girls. I, I haven't gotten a chance to catch half these. Yeah. But it's like literally every show on HBO is like a woman's tale in her 20s. A, a black woman's tale in her 20s. Yeah. Uh, 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 here's a story about 
three women of different ages. And oh, well, there's a gun in here. Uh, uh, here's Sarah Jessica Parker's tale, a woman's tale of getting divorced. Like, yeah. it's all the shows. And it's like, also sound. Listen, oh, they're all the woman's tale, the- and it's fine. I just, I just didn't know when this <laughs> happened on HBO. Their their renewal announcements today sounded a little dystopic in their own right. Uh, it's the headlines were Westworld, Insecure, and Divorce all renewed at HBO. <laughs> Yeah, right? Oh, man. Whatever happened to the, uh, I don't know, positive-sounding names? And I, here's probably another question that we can maybe do another one that'll probably generate more than two phone calls. Um, <laughs> like, are The Wire, what, or The Wire, Deadwood, and The Sopranos, Yeah, were they just boy shows? Were they just shows for boys? <sighs> that's a real good question. I think like, that that's worth talking I was, about. Well, I was watching this, and and they're doing all the trailers before Westworld on HBO now, and mm-hmm. uh, and I'm like, like man, like there's a lot of lady stories. Like yeah. there's just a lot of them. There's, and then there's I'm like, three like, what ladies. Happened to the Wire, yeah, and 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 Deadwood and and The Sopranos, and then it just hit me. You know, again, this could be my own gender bias, but right. in my mind, I think like, well, those were shows that had a lot of different things going. It wasn't just a very specific kind of uh, 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 gender tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm like, well, no, maybe. Maybe that was just boy stuff. Because when you think about it, like cowboys, cops, mobsters, mobsters, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like in general, if you think of it stereotypically, uh, those are those are things that boys like to do. do you Guns th- and. Do you think it's interesting then that in a weird way, uh, the Game of Thrones sits in the center of that and says we're the most appealing to everyone? You know what I mean? Like that's well, got, I mean, that's got I, a- again. Are they? Well, I, is I think Rome so. a, a boy show? Like, is is uh, 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 John from Cincinnati? Like, you know, like, like I guess that's that's my question. Is is it, it just seems to me that HBO, aside from Ballers, Ballers unquestionably a boy show, yeah. Entourage unquestionably a, a boy fantasy show, sure, right? Sure. Uh, otherwise, it seems I guess they're they're like fairly just like gender siloed right now, except for Westworld and Game of Thrones, and maybe they didn't try to be. But they kind of are. It's weird. Veep. I mean, you could put a bunch of other shows into this category. The only, you know, the only except. Well, there are exceptions. There's always exceptions. I think Principles is totally a dude show. That's a boy show. <laughs> yeah, big time. But but yeah, HBO is definitely pimping it. And they had another like limited run eight episode miniseries thing they're pushing right now. That's got like Reese Witherspoon and. That's what I'm talking about. With like, uh oh, like, uh, do you like? Sarah Jessica Parker being an older lady getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Do you like girls with Lena Dunham being a younger lady? Well, guess what? We've got three ladies, and and man, are they getting into something? There's big trouble with these three ladies. Oh, these big these ladies are doing big things. Uh, come on down to HBO. We're gonna show you a lady story. Come see what these ladies are doing. All right. Well, on that note, follow Justin R. Young on Twitter what for all the happening. Designing women. Bring back designing women. I'm I ready like for that it. Show. Yeah. Where do they all end up? Those Where's are- designing? Reboot designing women. They're all dead. Those women, aren't they? Really? I don't know. One of them Delta is. Delta Burke. Whatever. Is Delta Burke dead? I think Delta Burke died. I think God, the rest might damn. be around. Yeah, I know. I know. But that black great. That black guy's around. We can get him in. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember his name. Uh, if you'd like more about the show, you can go to uh, frogpants.com slash hotline Monday and subscribe to it. There's all sorts of links there and stuff. Don't forget to uh, check out everything that we have That would have been a better topic. We should have done that last topic first. Designing women and how problem. it can come back? Probably should. Well, no, not <laughs> designing. Not, not booking our designing women reboot. But... <laughs> 
I'm all for it, though. Uh, all right, that's going to do it. Thank you all for being here. Hotline Monday on Twitter. Follow us there. Scott Johnson and, of course, Justin R. Young. We'll see yeah. you guys next week. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>